On today's Authentically Autism podcast, I'll be chatting with Janelle, who'll be sharing her autism parent journey with us. Welcome, Janelle. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I do Now, obviously, we do know each other, so I know a little bit, well, a bit about your story with you and Blake, um, but I just feel that you've got a lot to offer people, and I love hearing how far he's come, so I, sort of, I just would love to have you on here today and share some information. And just hopefully help some mums out there who are, you know, at the first stages of their battle or even a few years into it to just see how we can sort of bring them some hope and some ideas on helping their child. So thank you. I do. I'm looking forward to this. Thanks for having me. I um, I hopefully can just, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been now a good eight years into the journey. So um, hopefully I have something, um, some hope to, to offer to you, um, to those that are listening. And, uh, you will. Yeah, I know you will. Story. Excellent. So where do you want to begin? Do you want to tell me, maybe share with us what led you to Blake's diagnosis or what you noticed when he was younger and sort of that, that part of the journey would be Yeah, sure, Michelle. Sure. Um, well, I guess probably I should start way back. It was around um, when Blake was 19 months of age. Um, it was a few weeks after his toddler checkup that I realised um, for the past few weeks we'd just seen some changes in... Um, just in his behaviour and um, food and, and things like that, we'd seen a regression sort of just in his overall development. And being a toddler, I thought it, it is probably the age where we might see some fussy food and, and different, you know, challenging behaviours, but it just seemed to get worse and it, and it, wasn't, it wasn't shifting at all. So um, we became, I guess, concerned um, about a, quite a few things. He'd... Um, lost some basic words that he'd had um, previously. He only had about five wow. words, but that, you know, those key words, mum, dad, yeah. ball, car, those kinds of things. So he'd lost all of his words and we, we suddenly oh. thought that was quite puzzling. Um, he became incredibly fussy to food, like I um, mentioned mm-hmm. before, and he, he used to have a quite a good um, range of foods that he would eat and he, he went down to eating cereal only. He refused all all foods so that was a bit concerning wow. for us yeah and um he became quite socially absent and that was the the thing that created the most concern so there was a real lack of engagement eye contact gone and um mm-hmm. he seemed to be in a in a fog or a world of his own he started to have an aversion to playing with with others um particularly anyone that was unfamiliar well and so that then, was all within a short time frame after that yeah so that was the initial, initial things that we noticed but so not, what sort of change yeah that was in a was in a few weeks we we noticed those puzzling behaviors but then not long after it escalated we then saw the meltdowns so um, mm-hmm. major anxiety meltdowns countless a day to be honest and, and this was not a problem before the... no not that nothing like nothing like that he was a pretty happy kid before before that some of those meltdowns would last up to an hour and so they were really they were quite taxing um tiring to try and console a, a child especially if you're not used to it this comes out of the blue yeah absolutely yeah um created a lot of angst um within the family and then uh we then started to notice the the stimming um, started to occur. Um, so um, I'm sure some of the audience would probably know stimming, but it's um, repetitive 
body movements usually. So what was his, his obviously the different kids do different, have different behaviour, what was his steaming? His steaming um, was hand flapping and it was when he was okay. excited. Which is quite common. It looked cute, but... Um, you know, yeah. something's wrong. Yeah, so we I remember seeing it when he would just watch his favourite show on TV or we tried to take him to the aquarium one day. He was really into animals and it was just, it just didn't stop. Yeah. So there was that. Then the obsessive behaviours came. So um, it started with TV shows again, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He was very into that show and others on TVs. Then the, there was a fixation on, on dinosaurs and other animals and okay. that became really problematic to the point where we would have to be quite strategic about how many he had and just help facilitate his reactions or his... Uh, his angst about them being taken away, those kinds of things. That's, so it wasn't yeah. just enjoyment for them. It was, a, like I said, called an obsession. It was an obsession, absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. just can't. He just couldn't leave it behind or couldn't. Had to take it everywhere with him, yeah. couldn't leave it behind. If It would be a really big problem if we would go, um, say, to a play group or to somebody's house, a house that had little toy dinosaurs. So yeah. I remember just, like, I, I would feel anxiety about that, so... Yeah. We're the same. We had our Josh, he had like a, a, a blanket with a teddy hair on it, teddy head. I don't know what it was. It couldn't leave behind. It, had to, it went everywhere, everywhere with this. And it was just that. It's sort of a bit cute. And then, you know, it's just, it's actually a problem. Like it's that, it sort of gets a bit over the top. And then if you leave it somewhere, well, then, you know, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it's a hard, hard stage to go through. Especially if you're not used to it. So you didn't have all these problems, then suddenly they all hit. And it's a lot to deal with. It's hard because it brings them comfort as well. So, we, yeah, know, as you would understand, there was a real fine balance between, you know, like quantities and yeah. where and when, and yeah, you didn't want to be over controlling about it. But you know, the meltdowns that it caused were substantial, so we had to be yeah, you could pick and choose your yeah, battles. Be, but exactly, yeah, you do, and we're the same. You sometimes appropriate, sometimes it's just not. And then if you do take it somewhere and you left it behind, you know what's going to come, and if you're not going to be back there for weeks, it's a, it is a whole big thing that, like I said, when you haven't dealt with it before, it's suddenly one new challenge to have to try and so come. And then you've got your regular toddler challenges. So you've got your general toddler behaviour, then you've got all the things that you're obviously on top of it. Which is, is a lot, absolutely, a lot to deal with. So then, um, the the sensitivity um, to sensory input um, became apparent as well. Um, like auditory, um, visual, and tactile sensory input were, were all a problem. Um, I used to try and take him to a music group, that became a big issue. Um, it was up at Hurstville at the Salvation Army. They had a weekly one and. And I couldn't work out why my child didn't like nursery rhymes at the time. And um, it was really, you know, it was the loudspeakers. It was, you know, we had to be careful about where we positioned him in the end. So with the visual, he just would would uh, have trouble processing too much happening. So I noticed that in preschools, eventually when he was in the preschools, a lot of, a lot of items around, a lot of children um, just make him quite fatigued. And yeah. Drain him. Yeah, yeah. Just, and did you put that all together then? Like, were you, could you see all the different elements sort of coming together in the short time frame, or were you sort of so caught up in that you hadn't realised that there was lots of things, all different? So you've got your sensory, you've got your your food. You mentioned food before, so we'll touch on that as well. Um, being obsessed with toys, like all these things. Did you realise there's lots of changes, or were you just in the dealings with it and didn't? 
part of me was in the moment, so there was a lot of confusion. Um, I didn't have any um, knowledge of sensory processing at the time, so yeah. it was more observations that I was taking note of, I guess, over time. And when I reflect back on it, you know, so different when you reflect back on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can, I remember the auditory being a real problem, though okay. that really stood out. The visual came, the visual awareness of it came later. The the tactile. Um, although I didn't understand it was present very early, um, just with the food, not wanting to touch anything, being resistant to, you know, things like sand, um, water, didn't want to really wow. participate in spooning lessons and things like that. Wow, so really a lot, a lot of everyday experiences yeah. that you take for granted yeah. suddenly became really hard yeah. to deal with. Absolutely. That's um, huge. Probably the last thing... Um, was a social aversion and that's social aversions and that's sort of where you know we we became really concerned I noticed when he would engage with I would try and have him engage with other people especially those that he was unfamiliar with and those that maybe expected something of him maybe wanted mm-hmm. to try and play a game with him he would shut down just didn't want to just didn't, really didn't want, to want to converse with them yeah, didn't really want to um yeah, especially when they was there, he could he could almost um, sense expectation. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this was from so after his eighteen month, willing toddler check up and everything that happens there. How long did these changes, do these regressions and these changes in behaviour and all these issues go for before you realise, wow, there's a lot going on. Something's. Well, what's the legend? Oh, look, those months that... following, I yeah, in the months following. And so what happened from there and the reason why, um, you know, there was a, I guess, a push to get something done was that it would have been some months after we started seeing these behaviours and I was quite concerned about it but also puzzled not knowing first child, is this normal behaviour or is this, yeah. you know, am I panicking or is this something more? My mother-in-law with her sister came to stay. And they could see that I was having um, trouble with him as well. And they actually okay. were there the day that um, we took him um, to the aquarium and saw the flapping. Uh, my mother-in-law went home. She contemplated it. She happened to see a news story on autism. She just okay. started connecting the dots, seeing the correlation between what she was seeing on the news, news story and, and the behaviours that Blake was um, exhibiting. So... The next time I went to Canberra for a visit, she sat down and I said, look, this could be what wow. it is. It's something to consider. And, and initially, um, you know, we all react in different ways. Initially, I, I felt, you know, I was in that denial about I didn't, I didn't know how to process it. Yeah. And I was a bit frustrated about it because I was deep in trying to manage what was going on with him. Yeah. And then as my husband and I um, absorbed it, and the reality of what was happening, then came the grief yep. and the acceptance that it could be real. Yeah, those yeah. stages of learning, yeah. Um, yeah, learning yes. something new. And so that wasn't on your mind. So you didn't know, you weren't already thinking autism or anything. You just knew something wasn't right, but you hadn't gotten as far as what could it actually be didn't, or what. Didn't, right. didn't know it was, it could be autism until, until yeah, she sort of mentioned she something. Mentioned, and then we looked into it and there was just. You know, box tick tick after box tick, and I thought, yeah. And and there was one night where my husband and I just, we just knew and we, yeah. You had to then do something. We were really sad, yeah, that night. Yeah, you were. And that was before you actually didn't get diagnosis, you just knew in your heart this is is what's going to be. This could be it, yeah. 
so then we, we made the booking um, with the assessment service, um, developmental assessment service at Cogra. Yeah. And um, we were seen quite quickly, actually. I think maybe they were interested in how young he was at the time because quite a lot of the time mm. um, they'll see, you know, three, four, five-year-olds. Five-plus even. You know, we had seen these behaviours quite early and he was looked at and assessed and diagnosed um, it was about a month after his third, uh, his second birthday. Okay, that's not too bad then. That's, yeah. yeah. So it was quite Can I just go back? Because you did mention then something just got me. You said, and I saw the look on your face and you said, we we're just really sad. We're both a bit sad. Yeah. That, what made, can I ask if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, what was it that made you feel sad? Was it things you've heard, things you've seen? Was it, oh my gosh, there's something wrong? Like, what was it that hit your heart that made you go, oh, that made you so sad? Despair. But don't answer. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to make you upset. No, don't. no, absolutely. I just... I, I, it, it's important to talk about it. Just despair because I just didn't know what would be the outcome for him. Yeah. You know, because there you read a lot of things online about what might happen, the things to expect. I remember being, I hadn't seen any obvious seizures, but I did know that he looked like he blanked out sometimes. So I got mm-hmm. quite upset about the idea of seizures, I remember, yeah, in, in that yeah. period of time. But, yeah, uh, just because it was brand new, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I hadn't been exposed to autism in my in my life. Yeah. And the, it was a fear of the unknown, you know. It is the unknown, isn't yeah. it? It's the unknown and it's my child. Yeah. Like, I think it's that this is my child and something's wrong and I don't know. I don't know. As a mum, I don't know. I don't know, know and, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And yeah. I don't know what the next step is, yeah. And that's hard too. I know what to do next. Yeah. And as a mum, don't we just want to make everything right and know what to do? I just want to know what to do. Yeah. I mean, you don't. It's really scary. Absolutely. So there. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. So just often um, things seem to dawn on my husband and I at the same time. It just happened to be this one night where it just dawned on us at the same time. We really need to get help with this, and we really yeah. need to to see a professional. That's good, though, when you know that, okay, we need help, we can't do this on our own. Yeah, we're on the same page, which was helpful. That was yeah. excellent, isn't it? Yeah. That That's so important. That's actually really important yeah. to get parents, you know, on the same page because, and that's often not the case, you can have one parent denying one parent says, you know, I'm going to do this and the other this, and that's a battle in itself. So it was so good that you guys were on it, it was, together. It was helpful. journey together. Yeah. Yeah. So what, okay, so you've got this, thank you for sharing that. I just had to ask that, and I just, it's so important, isn't it, to... And it's hard, though, to remember those feelings, but it's important to know. And then you can look back and go, oh, I've come so far. Like, it's just it's just that point in time. And, you know, we really have. Yeah, yeah I know. And that's, so that's, hope. that's the joy that comes from. That's why, you know, if you can go out there, you go, oh, I remember that. But, man, this is where we are. So you, got, so you went, okay, we need to get him assessed. You got him assessed. And so tell me about the actual diagnosis and prognosis, for want of a better word, of the future and, and things like that. How did that? Well... It, taught, it kind of took me by surprise. I was I was scheduled, scheduled in for an appointment and that appointment, I thought they would just do a range of interactions with him and there might be follow-ups. And so that particular day, I was actually given the diagnosis on the, on the spot. They could see that there was a real need for help ASAP. Okay. So that kind of shocked me as well. I thought, I thought it would be a longer process, but it was very, very quick. Yeah. Which can be scary when it's sudden. It's like, hang on, I haven't even had time to process yeah, this yet. Yeah. And now you only throw in these extra things at me that I've got to do. Yeah. There are therapies that you can get involved in, you know, with, with the uh, with implied knowledge that they will help, but it is what it, it, is, what it, it. is. It, it didn't spark 
a great deal of hope, I would say. Yeah. So you sort of lost something, the, a bit of a future for him that day, that, oh, there's nothing. There was, uh, so the pediatrician was there and they did have a wonderful lady who, um, from memory, she was an autism expert. So whether she had worked maybe at Aspect or something like that, okay. it could have been the case, but she was, she was an expert, expert. That, that worked alongside him and she was very um, nurturing that day, full of grace and mercy and nice. she was the one that sort of was able to say like, you know, that just the really nice things, here's some information. Um, I'll be honest, I'll say, I don't even, I said to her, I don't think I can watch this. I don't think I can watch mm. the DVD that you're giving me and she said, in your own time. You yeah. Know? Yeah, oh, it's process it in your own time. Well, this was both of them. They were kind enough to to lead me in the right direction with who to contact. You know, I had yeah. I had the choice to be in contact with um, oh an organisation which was amazing in Sydney. Uh, whether they're still publicly funded or not, I don't know. But it was called Learning Links, and they were in Penshurst, and they had oh, okay. they they were similar to. Um, you ran up here on the central coast. Yep, yep. Um, how they operated years years ago um, under the public system, where they were either fully or partially funded to yep. provide services, and so it was a range of experts that would come in. You know, you've got your early childhood educators, yeah, the team of yeah, the they experts. had an OT, disability support workers, counsellor. Yeah, right. Okay. Someone just came and okay. said, "Are you okay?" And I. Did you cry? Oh, <laughs> when someone goes to your table, it's like, don't ask that question. Don't ask if you want me to stay yeah. half okay, don't ask yeah. Oh, that's not, what a good, what a good team. Like that's, you know, just what you sort of need around you, isn't it? Those people that just have that gentleness when you've just gotten some bad news. Well, what you think is, what is, it's bad news at the time. It's, you know, it's that unknown and that, what now? They did it in a friendly, family-like environment too. They set up a little play group and, nice. and we were just give the kids an opportunity to socialise the mums a chance to connect and yeah. and then, yeah, the counsellor would check in with us as well, good. which is really beautiful. Yeah. Good. It's always good to have your support, support yeah. person, support people there for you. Yeah. It's necessary. <laughs> oh, look, it just, it just left a really, yeah, just really great memories. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's so good. That, especially in that time when it was just sort of all, I know that feeling when it sort of all comes crashing down, it's like, oh, this is really big. I didn't expect this. What now? So, okay, so you got that diagnosis. That was really hard. And then the prognosis was, well, we'll help. There's a few things you can do to help, but this is what it is, accept it, and that's it. Right. Yeah. When she's in. And how, so what, what, how did you feel when you got that? What was your, your reactions, your feelings, your thoughts to that sort of, eh? Oh, part of me, part of me thought, well, you, you're saying a lot of things that I have read online, but there's a fire inside of me. <laughs> And my husband, that um, look, we, we are by nature love to problem solve. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done it in our in our workspaces in years gone by. Um, yeah. My husband still is a problem solver. So the first thing, what you know, the first thing Janelle and Lance do is get online to see well, what's we we want hope. What's the possibilities yeah. of, of love that. what can happen here? And um, I remember coming across a a lady on YouTube that did a, a video about autism and, and general health by medical intervention, just asking that question. And, uh, you know, that sparked a lot of hope in me. And yeah. we started to explore um, just dif- different ways we could help him. We didn't ever think, oh, we're out to cure autism or anything. We, we just saw a child that was 
in a great deal of distress about a lot of things that were coming at him in life. And for that reason, we thought if there's any way that we can help him be less impacted by everything yeah. around him, less overwhelmed, um, more relaxed and calm, then that's what we were going to do. Yeah. I remember thinking, even if I can improve this, I mean, I had high expectations even back then. I'm like, if I can improve this, what, this family situation that we have here yeah. by 50%, then I'm doing it, you know, yeah. whatever needs to happen to help him grow and develop. I also did a... What a great way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, so a course circle of security, and that gave me a lot of... Um, I was empowered to help him just gain and just have that sense of security. So that with looking at the medical side of things, so, yeah. That's excellent. What a good way to look at it, though, because you have this stigma about fixing and curing, and, and that's... And I'm, I'm similar. It's like, how do we overcome this one, this battle? It's just overcome this, and if it's yeah. sensory, if it's food, if it's social, let's look at how we help that, yeah. just so they can... You know, so they can become the best. So life's easier. So life's, you know, they can reach whatever goals they want as opposed to... And we were the same. We didn't look at it as incuring or fixing. It was just, we need to overcome this. What what can we do to make it better? And not knowing what better looked like. Like, it's not yeah. like we had it in this kind of... This is like, it's just, it can't, it can't state this. It's got to be better. Yeah. So it sounds like you have that same exactly sort of mind. Same. Yeah. Whatever we can do. Whatever yeah, we can do. Wherever that looks like. Whatever that better looks like. Absolutely. Well done. What a great way to look at it. Thanks. Of course. So, okay, so, so, actually, so, you, so you've done that, so you've gone, we're going to do something. So you've got, you and Lance are going, no, we're not going to accept this. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to find our own way and we're going to do whatever we can to help Blake. Yeah. So, and that, do you find that empowering? Like, because it's scare or scary or, you know, it's that sort of, okay, well, so we've been told this and we're going to say no and we're going to forge our own path sort of thing by the sound of it. Yeah, what we're you're, not really scared of. And just looking into things a bit deeper. We never really have been as people concerned too much yep. about um, just doing a bit bit of extra research, yep. digging deeper, looking at a range of possibilities. I mean, the paediatrician might have been right, but, I mean, like we were talking about it before, something something has to change here. Yep. We're not going to – this can't be – this isn't sustainable this isn't long-term. It is, yeah, hey, you can't yeah. do this forever. And I remember having that – and other parents still have it. Is this it forever? And it's like, no, it's not. It's That's not. You I think thought. at the time, this is it. This is my life. No, it's not. Not unless you say, okay, this is my life. And you accept it and go. Well, then we give up. Yeah. It's like if you go, no, this is actually not acceptable. As in, you know, we want more for our kids. Well, then you just just because someone says something doesn't make it true. And just because someone else puts limits on it doesn't mean you have to accept those limits. And so that's obviously you're like, well, the pediatrician can say that, or this person can say that, but it's essentially an opinion because no one knows. So no one it knows is the outcome. just it might be a professional opinion, but you don't know me, you don't know my child, you don't know my family, you don't know what we can do. <laughs> That's how I I felt and you know like you prompted me to think about a situation where there was that sense of dissatisfaction. I remember thinking to myself I need to practically be able to go to the shops. Yeah. You know this my husband works all day and you know just even that I thought how am I going to go to the shops without meltdowns all the time? Yeah. This is I need to go and get groceries. It can't be a constant battle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need to I need to be able to do just some even some basic things um to live my life. To live life. Yeah. You really live life. Yeah. I agree. That's right, yeah. So what was your first, so you went, okay, we're going to do something, you started researching. What was your next step? What was the first thing you did or what path did you start taking to go, we need, this is what I think we should do or this is, hey, have you looked into this or what was the next part of it? Well, at that point in time, there was a bit of a transition. We moved up here. Sydney was very busy. Um, we were thinking of moving anyway. Um, we wanted a permanent space. 
we came up here yeah. immediately um more space just a not so fast pace of life did help yeah did help him yeah so that was that was the first thing um but when i initially got up here i'd learned from uh sydney i needed to find keep players in it that were quality and yeah um were going to be on the same page as me so i went up to a it was up at Carryong. I connected with a mums group up there. There was some play for the kids, but essentially it was for the mums to support each other. And your mums can be your, your best support, your worst support. Finding the right group, they can either be the one that gets through or the ones that bring you down. And you've got to pick your, don't you, pick your support, pick your friends sort of well when it comes to this because there's battles that you need to share with them and lift each other up and encourage each other. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, they were really quite helpful for the time that I was there. They were able to lead me to the right speech pathologist. Excellent. I came in and I knew straight away. I said, "I need," and I don't even, I don't even know if I need an early childhood educator here, but I need someone that can actually connect with my child. That's yeah. going to um, engage in a playful way. That's got a great spirit about them. Yeah. And isn't going to be forceful or come with great expectations about anything. So they just need to. It needs to be stripped back play-based, willing to work with where he's at. Yeah, maybe where he's at. I'll give so him the perfect, important. the perfect speech pathologist. So that's where I was, that's where I started. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, she's a, she works on a floor time play-based system. Fantastic. So that was great. Uh, in the same building with some OTs and they were very play-based as well. So I kind of in with them and that, by that stage I had organised funding through the Faxia funding and yep. that, that was taking care of that. So that was really good. And play-based is important. Kids learn better when they're yeah, having fun. They have fun. You can mix it up. There's some, you know, depending on what we need to work on, many of the audience will know there'll be some that need to regulate their bodies through lots of movement, some that need encouragement with movement. That was my yep. son. Yep. Yeah, a range of things. Some some children need help with joint attention, so the games are really good for them. Yeah. Um, just a range of things and, and they always you know, we worked with goals and and they would always Fantastic. tell me the outcomes. So that was good. Now the thing to probably know about this is I, I understand the importance of just pacing yourself with these things. So um, I've burnt out before yeah. and um, I'm really mindful that and a lesson that I've learnt is that, you know, I just chip away at things as I feel led and have the capacity to do so. So, um, you know, we did start with those things and we did do other things, but it wasn't all at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. Speech and OT, we were rotating weekly there for a while. I'd have some contact with Uran. They were so, so helpful and during that period as well. Which I think, if I just go back quickly, it's so important to remember that not everything has to be done once. Yeah. I think sometimes like you've got to switch there, you've got to rotate, you've got to do this, you've got to do 40 hours of this, maybe, every hour, you've got to do this. It's like, hang on a second, there's only so many hours a day and some people working or have other kids or they're moving or whatever it is. It's like not everything has to be done once. Pick something and improve that, work on that, get comfortable with that. That's a bit better and then you can move on. Like it doesn't have to be a, you know, you've got to get this fixed next three months or it's just... You know what? This is lifelong changes, so it's okay to take the time, and and you've got to be able to, don't you? Make sure that you can handle it, and you're not, because if you become more stressed, it makes it worse. It's like if that's all you can handle, that's what you do, and if you can add to it, add to it. But don't, not everything has to be done. Not everything has to be done at once. You're going to tire yourself, your husband, and for the child, it can become too much too, because you're just giving them way too many activities. The whole life becomes about this issue as opposed to they're also a child and also know. something that comes to mind is some therapies are precursors to other things too sometimes 
it's just not the right time. Yep. You know, something something is for now and yep. then something is for later. Yeah. And sometimes the success of one thing is because of the thing that you did prior. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And sometimes there is a bit of logical order there. We would say point work on that if the battle's still here for this, let's just get over this first. Yeah. You know, it is let's get the maybe the language going and they can understand that more rather than trying to do this and they still don't even comprehend what you're trying to get in there. So, But then it's hard to know that when you've got everyone or people saying, go do this, this, this stuff, I don't even know what to do first. So it's that, it is that work through having, you know, that plan or that step-by-step, even awareness, you know, that sort of I think can make the difference as well sometimes. So Taking that big deep breath and going... It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. What's important right now? Like, what yep. is the one thing that we could use help with right now? That's I had a lot to do with the, the TAFE early childhood playgroups. Okay. Um, we spent a lot of time up there, and <laughs> um, I ended up completing early childhood course <laughs> while I was up there in as amongst well. that you as well. Know, you know, I just I made a joke one day. <laughs> I said I said to one of the, the lead teachers, who's a, a dear friend of mine, I said. I might as well bring a, a, a sleeping bag and camp here because I'm here all the time. <laughs> she goes, funny you say that. And I said, I should probably do the course too because I'm here all the time. And she goes, funny you say that. There's a free course coming, you know, free units. Wow. So I thought, well, I'll do that. And that's how that happened. So, you know, it all happens. wonderful yeah. things happen, you know. Absolutely. I've changed, changed career and... Yeah. All in a month, Satin, you still meant to do that while you were helping. Oh, I just, yeah, but again, it's a chip away thing. It is, isn't it? You know, that came much later. I'd been there for some time before I... But that sort of brought it to you. That was that thing that brought to your yeah, awareness. And yeah. why you're dealing with that, there's something else offered to you. It's amazing. Well, why not? I mean, you know, I had spent that many years in therapy rooms and um, around children with additional needs and sensory issues. Why not put it to good use? Absolutely. In a preschool, in a daycare. Yeah. Well done. Cool. Yeah. He went to a good quality preschool. That's something to to look for is, you know, a a preschool or a daycare that's willing to just go that extra mile and and apply for the um, inclusion support funding um, to to give them an aid if they need it. Um, I was lucky to have one of those. We had a great preschool. What a difference. I honestly attribute my kids yeah. preschool teachers to who all four of them who they are today i okay. just i'm still in contact with them i just i love them and i think they're the ones that brought you know some of the attention to us about josh and just they were there to support and guide and have conversations too i'm sure i cried to them like you know oh, it's I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that it would have been one of those days sometimes it's too hard and you know i still yeah i was contacted by one of them recently i haven't seen for years and it's like they, that can be again make or break part of your support team, part of your network. You don't even know at the time they're part of your network of support. They just slide right um, in. Yeah, and just a gift. Yeah, they are a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they do bring a lot to the table. And for us, and I think also for the kids because yeah. they understand that and they're nurturing and they can, you know, they can help them push through their boundaries, you know, so that families push through their struggles and they, they get, they care enough to help you and your, your child on that journey. I think that's... Having longer periods of time. It's overlooked, isn't it? Yeah, just having longer periods of time to to learn about them as well. So they, you know, they they really get to know your child and what makes them tick um, really well. And they can see things that we don't see because at school or preschool, the behaviour can be different. So they've got like a fresh set of eyes. It isn't coming from the mum place. It isn't from the always concerned and always on 
you know, at the heightened sort of level to make sure things okay and they just <clears throat> can observe them and, you know, and they've got those observation skills and they can jot it down and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think they can see, they, it, yeah, see it with fresh different eyes. perspective. And, and you're right with the, and that just brings to mind what I mentioned earlier, the visual component of the sensory issues we were dealing with were exacerbated, of course, at preschool because it yep. was just, you know, so that, and they so could, long. I could see that and they could see that when, when he would come in. Good to Lots have Lots of things then. going on. Yeah. And then the last part, of course, it takes a you know it takes a good preschool to fill out paperwork for you as well, and yep. you want to be onto it quite early, which is why I'm, you know the the whole process the earlier the better. Yep. Not to say that later isn't okay as well, but you know to get into some, we were privileged enough to get into a program through the Department of Education called Early Intervention, okay. and, and it, that requires a bit of paperwork some months before because we've got to go to the board and things like that. He was up at um, Narara Public School yeah. with some very specialised teachers the year before school. Okay. Um, for two two mornings a week. It just got him ready for school. He got yeah. to get all of the I'm not first in line out of okay. him. Yeah, yeah, okay. That and the, That's yeah, just cool. those sorts of things, you know. That's just one thing that came to mind because they used to have little dots and they would line up to go outside. Just a, a normal thing that yep. happens in the last year of preschool or, you know, kindy. And um, he always cool. had a problem with, you know, the order. Yeah, yeah. And yes. so they just got to flesh get all that, that out done. with the kid, get that done with the kids so that when they, when they went to kindy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. And that's really, that's, they're the kinds of um, therapy type supports we've had. That you had from really important people. Along with, you know. We have done other things on the side. Yep. Um, but they're the... They're the ones that you've got started. And that's the thing, funny, you just said, you know, earlier is better, but it doesn't matter. And I agree. It's like, earlier is better, but today is also a really good day to start making change. Yeah. Like, it's never too late. Never. It's just, earlier is good, but if you don't have earlier because you didn't want it, you didn't know it, wouldn't work, it doesn't matter. Start today. Like, it really, you know, any today is always a good day to start making good changes, positive changes. So, so you were lucky, you know, lucky you're blessed that you had that the earlier time but then as we know it doesn't stop okay well now just that see that still different things continue you know you find different things that are needed but that even just will be helpful for your child it's not like you know, these services are helpful then you start going my child needs this or this is what I think will help so you sort of had all those therapies in place which sound like they were such you know such a gift and then what did you do um yourself whether at home or um you know in your own sort of personal environments that you knew would make a change or that you'd hoped would make a change or that you saw that maybe this is affecting maybe these choices are affecting his behavior or making you making them worse um can you talk about some of those sorts of things Um, i think um probably the the best thing that comes to mind is really um the most beneficial change or the action that we took was when we considered that um, there could be a possible link between autism and general health Okay. And so that was really important for us. Um, it came and started with the biomedical YouTube video, and then we, you know, did our re- did a fair bit of research ourselves. So yeah. what was the connection? So you're saying so the autism and the general health. Yeah. So what made you connect that, and what did that then lead you to? Like, well, what, what yeah. options did you start exploring, knowing that, huh? Well, it was just there. you know, again, that he was one way, and then there was a regression. Um, and pretty significant the, regressions, yeah, like yeah. losing could language be... and social skills, like they're, they're big regressions. Yeah. It's not just like a bad day, it's something's it's, it changed, something's it happened. It was, it was just getting worse, if anything, you know, it wasn't yeah. getting any better. So then I just, I thought, you know, 
let's go and talk to some health professionals and, and a speech pathologist had had encouraged that as well and had um, you know testified that there are some good outcomes from um, from looking deeper into yeah. those types of things so you know we we saw you know naturopaths and um, yeah. pediatricians that that deal more specifically with with yeah what's going on within the body yeah so um so sort of addressing the underlying cause yeah. like causes is, maybe you know how's um, their blood work it's just a, as yep. simple as you know let's do some blood work on them and, and check for if there's any abnormalities yeah um, a gut analysis can tell you a lot about the flora in the gut and okay and what's going on on there that was through a naturopath or that was through the pediatrician or uh, the or blood dietitian? work the blood work would have been done through the naturopath gut analysis i believe was ordered from the pediatrician i've had heavy metals looked at over the years by another naturopath look you know we've just sort of sort of combined what we've learned from all of these people and um yep. you know then looked at supplementation where we need to detox where we need to and just um general dietary advice that's that's helpful for that they've found to be helpful for children on the spectrum so okay um you know looking at removing inflammatory foods for a period of time okay so not forever so what foods did you so you sort of realized you wanted to go thought you'd try some supplements get his body some tests same thing was going on was there anything going on there or what made you go supplements and food might play a part in this um yeah there were some abnormalities just not absorbing certain minerals and vitamins and having high levels. I wish I could remember. Oh, it was such a long time ago. He it did, does, have, it? He did have high levels of certain heavy metals in his system. Okay. Um, he did. I do remember um, there were... Which is not uncommon. Yeah, it's, there were gut issues. So he he was on two different probiotics for quite a long time. One was E. coli. It makes up yes. our, our gut. It's yep. not necessarily, as far as I know, like a bad thing to yep. have E. coli in you, but it, it was basically depleted. He didn't have any in in his stomach, and there was okay. a few other um, bacteria that were were quite low as well. So, so we you realised that things weren't functioning properly yeah, to make a change yeah. about that. So we supplemented those with some high-grade. Well, you used to have to drive to Sydney to, <laughs> to, get, the to get them and put them in there. <laughs> you know. I think so we do, hey? Because they had to be special orders. Find this here and this here and that there and piece it all together. Yeah. And so because you had to keep it cold as well, so. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. The fridge could be fresh. It had to be, yeah, particularly kept in a cold pack. (laughs) (laughs) But it's worth it, right? You do it. Yeah, look, it makes a difference. It did did help. Um, And the food, so you said food plates, so you removed some foods for a while to see that benefit? He'd been off, he was off gluten and dairy for quite some time. And we've just we just went with the standard types of things that the that naturopaths usually ask for. Yeah. You know, and they're common sense things. You know, um, less processed food. We're yep. told that. So let's let's you know try and cut that as much as possible. Have natural food, organic where possible. Um, we'll have less numbers and preservatives where yep. possible. Um, that's a big one. I started filtering the water at home as well. Yeah. These are all again staggered these yep. these changes not everything at once not everything, but yeah, yeah i can't who could afford everything at once as well it has exactly. to be exactly exactly um, and then you know i remember them telling me about these kinds of things but a lot of it was us just looking about promoting brain health so 
We yeah. would just maybe ask them the questions or get some advice about what what was good for the for brain health in terms of yeah, like foods nutrition, and foods and supplements. You know, good oils and things like bodies. that. You know, um, good quality of olive oil. We had yeah. um, nuts. Yeah, nuts that are. Um, is it walnuts specifically for, for the, the brain? brain? Yeah, because they look like a brain. They look like a brain. That's, that's why I'm like, get the right, <laughs> get the right nut. Um, and um, of course, good, good quality um, fish oils, like yep. really high grade. At that time, we were getting really good quality fish oils, and that's a, that's about. And that started to make a difference. You start to see a change, doesn't it? Yeah, like you, you know, these things are gradual. When when there's things happening in the body, it takes time. It does. And, and it was um, <clears throat> excuse me. He was supported in other ways as well, um, you know, with the detox process and the and the gut health aspect of it through pediat- pediatric acupuncture. We would just we would um, see a lady that um, we've become to know quite well, and yeah. uh, she she would just help all aspects of his body that were um, I guess out of balance. You know, whether it would be helping him. Um, calm his nervous system or or you know anything tummy um, okay just, so yeah. what led you to that because that's obviously an area that I don't you know we've discussed and I said I don't don't know much about it but it sounds like I made a difference to you like you're talking about that so the detox and the acupuncture is is a two different sort of things that um I mean detox is something we went through with it was just removing all the chemicals and the so detox some people get these ridiculous ideas of what some parents do for detox to their kids like it's just for us it was just getting essentially the crap out of his system yeah for us and people do it in all different ways so if you can speak a little bit on that how you did that and what benefit was and then if you want to um about the acupuncture because that's actually quite interesting yeah well um i mean it's like you said it's a gradual thing just moving the junk out just minimizing the the intake as well because that's just so important when the when the child has already got inflammation in the system just adding more inflammatory prices and the other thing is um over the years i've I've gained understanding that sometimes the children with autism or 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 other other sort of diagnoses they may have issues and it and it comes with genetic mutations. Um, their detox pathways okay. cannot be working optimally. Yep. Yeah. So um, you know, I guess that's where the acupuncture would come in is to just uh-huh. help support a child to move waste toxins from their from okay. their from their body when when they may be. Yeah. When they're blocked, like when they're just not work, when they're just not functioning yeah. as they should be. But it's also you know if I know a lot of children on the spectrum they have. Um, bowel issues as well you know yeah, that's like, huge yeah because huge. the gut is a big problem when it comes so to all this if it's that's not moving given. yeah if it's not moving it's just waste being yeah sitting mm-hmm. there there's even plenty of scientific studies that show that that the gut and the brain are linked and that kids with autism have gut issues and that it's very common most mothers can just attest that yeah it's a problem so you know if it's just not working properly so acupuncture worked well like that was yeah look yeah it, it really it really did it helped in the beginning i could tell that there were short periods of time where he would be treated and then he would need another treatment and if i didn't have that treatment i would notice um dysregulation behaviors yes. so we would see the repetitive you know tick type things that would yeah. you know the stimming would increase licking of hands things like that you know he, he just wasn't as regulated as when he yeah. had it quite often now if he was to have it it would be probably a six weekly you know because his body is functioning healthy and functioning robust healthy. and functioning properly in in a more harmonious state all the time but yeah it, it's um, a big difference 
you know they deal with they deal with things I don't even fully understand you know they, they deal with um, aspects of health like uh, you know heat and damp as well sometimes okay. people are running um, they've got too much heat in their body or they've got um, too much moisture in their body and that can play a part too so a lot of um, children especially on the central coast here um, you know they they could be going in with with damp yeah you know, in a humid environment process I don't believe you know depending on your diet and things that yeah. you're eating you can just our bodies it is funny they can take so much and then it's just this overload and they just sort of crash yeah. and it's just and that's when it's up into it to try and get it back to the, like I said, the optimal sort of stage where it just and you don't want perfect you don't want you know all these things it's just what my well, we were, you know, I just want our son to function or to be happy, to be part of the community, to live a joyful life. Like it's, you know, it's that sort of have hope for them and finding those different things that make a difference to their mind, to their gut, to their body, to their, you know, and the toxins and the, the, the muscles and the, there's so many different elements you can look at. And for each family, each child is different. So it is, you know, so it's funny because your story is similar to my story in some ways, but then otherwise so different as well. But yet we both found what was right for us. And that's, I think it's so important to know that there is this path that they sort of, you know, expect people to sort of follow. But then when you figure out and you get to know your child and their body and their mind and their needs and their wants and what's going to feed them to become their best version of themselves is when you can start going, right, I can leave all that and just follow the paths that we're sort of seeing. And then you can start seeing it's making a difference. If it's making a difference for the better, then it must be good, let's keep going or let's, we've reached that point now, let's try something else or And we whatever. know the difference. We, we're with them every day. The, exactly. The preschool teachers notice the difference too because they're with them with long, And mums know. Mums you, know. You can know, hey, girl, no, something's better. Something's, or this is a bad day, this is a good day, this is what's happened, what do we do there? And you start to, I don't know if you're the same, but you start to go, huh, recognise the patterns or recognise or expect who, that's fine, we can go there, but I know tomorrow's going to be a bad day, so I'm saying no to everything tomorrow. Yeah. Like you start to, yeah. you know, sorry, we can't do three days in a row of going out. It's not going to work. It's a it's, dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is, isn't it? It is. But, but when you start to see it, you yeah. can prepare for it and go, mm. we'll say yes to this and no to this, or that's fine, I can come to a party, but if there's going to be this overabundance of food, then tomorrow we're going to do a lot of clean eating or maybe some exercise or whatever it is, just to, because you know that it builds up and you start to recognise those patterns and behaviour and be able to address them and, and then you start to get more confident because I know what might come, so I know how to handle that, yeah, as opposed yeah. to what's going on today, why has this happened, I don't understand, it's that chaos and then you start to see this, this piece that you know comes from it because you you really get to know your child and that becomes a priority doesn't it to to oh, sort of yeah making those making those small connections observing taking the time to watch and observe and it is. and uh, see what's working see what's not working and for you not just yeah. for other people but it's for you like what and it's that, it is trial and error and that's okay because anything you try that's you know unless there's some drastic things out there it's it can only sort of be good and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but is that in I always call it sort of like intense parenting you have periods of intense parenting and it doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever but right now this is where we need to go and then you can back off a bit and even as they get older you know I even have that with my teenagers it's just right now they're going through this I have to see what it is I need some intense parenting just for now and then I can back off and then it's okay again and it's the same I think whereas we have this idea when they're younger it's going to be like this every single day for the next 15 years it's not it's just today I need to put this into it and then next week might be a better week or then next month and then you start there's less intense parenting you can just naturally you know um I think you said that really well 
Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I gave it a name. It's intense parenting. It is. Yeah, there is. There's, there's but it's not forever. It's just, no, no. It, it, it wasn't forever. Season. But I couldn't see. I couldn't see the horizon. You can't. When <laughs> and, you're in it, you can't see it. it. And yeah, and yes, this and is that's it. why I'm so grateful to have met you, Michelle, because you know, it's people like you that have paved the way for those that oh. that are coming behind you. You know. Um, Thank you. That offer hope. That um, always hope. You're a testimony. Yes. You say, look, my son. You know. Yeah, he's, he's um he's you know, amazing. Just, despite despite <laughs> yeah, the things that we've been through, despite the he's challenges, so he's well. he's done so well, and and he's happy and he's thriving. And everyone will have challenges at different yeah. times in in throughout our lives, and um, it's not like there won't ever be another challenge. But, no, but, but that's but that's with any kids. Yeah. I have challenges from yeah. you know four kids from ten to twenty two. Are there? You always have things. That's what parenting is. It's, yeah. That's what human nature is. But but for him, he's nineteen. You know, March and he's just done his HSC through, HSC through COVID. I'm like, dude, you can do, you've done, you kids have all done, yeah, year 11 and year 12 through COVID. There's nothing you can't do in this world. And I look at him being told, you won't ever do do well at school. He has did his HSC year 12 in COVID. Don't tell me my kid can't, yeah. you know, won't do well at school. And now he's, you know, he wasn't sure what to do, but now he's just kind of speaking. I think I'm going to apply for this you know, diploma of this and this. I'm like, all right, like, you know. Do it. So that's, you know, so, yeah, don't, yeah, you've got, you've got to have a hope in them. Like, have hope, but give them the opportunity that you can do it. Just because someone over here says you can't, who cares? Like, they're not your parent. They're not, you know, they're not God. They're not you. Don't let someone else tell you or your child that they won't achieve, you know. They certainly can't see into the future. No, they can't. And they're, and they're certainly more underestimated. Um, the power of mothers, the power of mothers and, and, and kids and yeah. the little kids yeah, yeah. and how resilient kids are we know now about you know um you know brain plasticity for want of a word like we know that you know neuroplasticity that brains can recover and that they can learn and we know that and that, i mean gosh a child's brain isn't fully developed till 25 and that's assuming they've had really no trauma that they will be well and healthy by 25 they've gone through other things that could be later but so give that's a lot of years to help them you know, so, but whereas it used to be, well, I know when Josh Jonas so was, you know, he's only 19 now, it was quite a long time ago. Oh, well, this is just it. It's like now we know a lot more, you know, so I'm glad, you know, that the, that we sort of, that's all coming out now. Parents are starting to go, huh, you can make changes. Yes, you can. You can. You can. And they can. These are kids' brains. They are phenomenal. Kids are phenomenal. And then they can forget those things and they're just who they are now, you know, and they can do amazing things if we just support them in that. And it's not like we have to go on it by ourselves either. There are experts. Yeah. There, there are experts in those fields helping us along the way. The naturalists yep. will help us, you know. The, exactly. The, You're not alone. natural therapists will. They've, they've got a, a wealth of knowledge. And it's, yep. um, and then it's a joy to learn, actually. It's a joy to learn the possibilities. So And then, well, they're lifelong lessons too. Yeah, they are. They stick with you forever and you apply it throughout your whole family. And you can remind your child, remember you used to do this? You don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Remember this? Yeah, okay, so this is not a challenge because you've been through this. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really good lesson for them to realise how far they've come and go, you know what? Wow, you know, I can do great things. And even just because if other people tell you can't, whatever, you know, (laughs) to listen to them, keep going. So so that's okay. So you've done that. Sorry, I've been off topic. So you've done, um, so you've found all these extra sort of you know, ways you've so you've made changes personally at home and then you've got the difference natural therapies in and then you what was the behaviour changes that you first started noticing and when did you start going, Oh my gosh, this is 
Like, was it a, was it a recognition or was it just a slow thing of, huh, we haven't... Mm. Oh, it was pretty quick. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, I mean, there's been ongoing progress the whole time, but the, um, I have to say the fogginess lifted really quickly. Okay. The, the initial fogginess and the absence that I was speaking about. That's good, because that's scary. Yeah. That sort of stuff's scary. Um, that was scary, and that, yeah. that, you know, if there was anything that would bring a tear, it would be that... that image of him just being quite absent and just I still, gone. Yeah, I still have yeah. this image of my husband's waving goodbye to him at the train station up at Hurstville in the morning yep. saying goodbye to Blake and he there's just no response no acknowledgement no response so that was um so for anyone out there listening yeah. I, I understand that and I, it's um it's a hard thing to watch but it is um when I took away some of the inflammatory foods that I spoke about you know when we I think you know, gluten had a big part to yep. play in that. I took away the gluten. Um, I, I'm not too sure how much the numbers and the and, and all that had to play. I had, I suspect it was gluten. Um, the fog started to lift. Yeah. Um, so isn't it funny with the we took away all the numbers, chemicals, and that, and not the gluten, and that's what helped. So it's obviously just that. And that's what I mean. You don't have to be perfect and find the answer. Just want something that, you know. And so I think for us it was still that gut health. Yeah. It was still repairing the gut and just making the brain and the gut connect and everything working and living like we're meant to be living. Yeah. You know, like God made us live a certain way and we go deviate so far from that we have problems. So it's when you're ploughing. sounds terrible. I was doing ploughing my child with toxins, <laughs> which I was. You know, I didn't realise at the time. It's funny enough, but... It is not going to function properly, and you just they start to lose it. You know, they, you lose it, and, and I know that look, that that blank look, and they're just not with you. And he's horrible. And I've got photos where he's just staring through, and then I've got photos where he's alive and his eyes are sparkling. I'm like, yeah, there's there's a difference. I've, I've got so, the photos as well. Do you? Yeah, it's such yeah. a good visual reminder, isn't it? Yeah. Of how far they've come. Yeah. And and what? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. So, I would say, and we spoke about this off air earlier but I can't remember if it was a six month follow-up or a 12 month follow-up but we did have a follow-up with that same pediatrician in that time we had started the diet work okay he couldn't believe the difference oh that's when you're saying yeah, you went back to another yeah, doctor and we took him back he couldn't believe it there was a yeah. woman that was a uh, it was a psychologist I believe that was with him that day yeah. she'd read the report before and had a picture of what she was walking into because it wasn't pretty that first day yeah yeah. And then it was a completely, he was... A pretty different child. He was like a, yeah, he was so much more settled and and happy to to have a little play with her and, yeah. So is that when your, is that when it realized, your realisation hit because they were so astonished or was it you had already seen that and you knew it and you went in there going, ha-ha, I know I this. was excited to <laughs> go in. Okay, this is going to be a whole a different a whole Wow, different so you'd seen a change this Yeah, I was excited. We wanted to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and and say, show them and say there yeah. is a, we've noticed dramatic changes. Yeah. And so, what did you know? Was it what was it that first you noticed at home then? Like, what was one some of the first um, changes? Was it his stimming? Was it his diet that he could eat more? Was it his lack of less meltdowns? Like, what were the first things you started to go? Wow, we're changing the future. You might not even realize it then. You might not have been we're changing his future. It's like now's different. And sometimes you, I, I look back and I saw afterwards and it was hard in the time still. Wasn't your back going, oh, we haven't had meltdown for a while or, oh, this, we can go there. Like, was there anything specific that you, or was it just a... I think definitely the fog and the, the engagement was the very first thing. Yep. I'm just thinking, oh, then 
you know, the words started to come. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, over time. That's that going to bring joy. That's uh, going to be one of those things. The the food today, we still, I mean, he's still even a bit fussy today, to be honest. So uh, he's nearly 10 now. Yeah. So this 10. has been an eight-year, essentially an eight-year, yeah. bit longer journey. Yeah. But can you pretty much see improvement in all areas? Like There has been improvement in every single area. Fantastic. Some areas enormously. Yep. Like I said before, food we still work on. Yeah. Um, but that's also a kid thing. Some things, we still work on sometimes well. you have to remember there's some things that are autism things, some things that are just kid things. Yeah. Like it's it's real some and some of it just doesn't even matter that much. You know what? If that's it, if that's that one thing, well, you know. But and you have to also remember that over the time that we can put everything into the autism box or everything there. Sometimes like that's just kids. That's you know Well, yeah, he's still he's still got a bit of fussy food. I mean, you know, he does he does eat what's you know, gonna keep him going. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's still fairly limited. I've had to do a yeah. lot of food training with him, which is you know, taking one food and then replicating it in other ways, in yeah. other forms to <laughs> to promote wider varieties of foods. I, I, I my husband and I, we crumbed everything. <laughs> this is where we can laugh a little bit. I know people okay, will be able to sympathise with with what um. I'm talking about because yeah. I know that many of you will be in the same place. You know, you start with, okay, so I have to maybe change up some of their food. You know, they love chicken nuggets. All right, I'll try and – it yeah. starts with trying to crumb Not your do, chicken. Yeah, don't and, get the packet ones where there's like 64% chicken, the rest uh, is just fillers and whatever it is. It's like, right, we'll start making our own. And it is those little things, isn't it, though? And those little things can actually be really important, changing out the bag chicken nuggets or change from white bread to homer bread or getting rid of the cordial and the soft drink, which is big in our house, or those different things. It's just a little bit of time, a little bit of time. And I think it's just then each battle, just take a battle as it sort of comes. I remember getting a recipe book, and it was like all sneaking veggies and fruit into recipes. I remember I made a chocolate cake with chocolate cake. What was in that one? Avocado. Um, and then we had brownies with chocolate spinach, with chocolate brownies with spinach in them, and all these different things is trying to get some form of, you know, I know it's not the best, but it's better than nothing. Oh, look, we so still do just, it today. And then, Michelle, we still do it. We, we make these <laughs> nutritional cookies that I won't even, I don't even try them because I just, no, <laughs> no. I, I don't think they would taste very good, but because they're visually okay for him, and they're potentially cookies. okay, they're filled with, with, um, Good things they've got yep. based on fruit usually and veggies. Yep. Um, they've got an egg in them and then some, you know, oat flour or you know, yep. buckwheat, whatever we choose to use. Yeah, he likes them. He eats them. So good, and it's homemade. And at the end of the day, anything homemade is probably better than anything packaged anyway. So I think that even if I make brownies. Like it's just, yes, they're full of whatever, but I sort of wrap it with sugar and try to use some flour and whatever. It's still not fabulous, but it's better than the 45 ingredient brownies. I'm probably going to buy a thing. Yeah. And then there's days where it's like I don't have time, I'm just going to buy a packet. But then it was that get as much nutrition in in as sneaky sort of ways as possible, you know. And I can it's, hear, like I can almost hear the thoughts of those listening. Um, there's a delicate balance. You yep. know, you know, I know it. You can yep. you can easily spoil a food that a, a, an approved food <laughs> if you go too far with it. So yeah, um, you know, we have to be mindful of that. Yeah, how far can we crumb and get away with it before <laughs> before we spoil? So it was yeah, again, it's that dance, it's that delicate dance. It's, it's live and learn. Yeah, it really is. And then you know, it really, and it, it, it's different for everyone. Yeah. So oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so you started to notice all this change, and you went. 
we're coming out of this. Like, it's actually going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, just, yeah. And just over the years, we just, yeah, saw um, changes in all of those areas. That's he, so uh, cool, Janelle. Oh, you know, like just that. less less um, affected by sensory input. You know, he's happy. He's happy now with all of the... Um, the auditory doesn't bother him. Fantastic. Um, what a difference that all makes. Yeah. Like, I mean, Just he's having a sandpit. He now, you know, he's been swimming for a couple of years now. We did obviously come to that much later. That was a battle we, we went to later. Yep. How amazing, though, like, to go, this, these changes help him be this happy, you know, confident, settled sort of boy, you know, because, and you, you do, I'm sure you look back and, Maybe I'm wrong, but you look back and think, man, if we didn't do those things, where would he be now? Well, like, funny you say that because he still stands there with a dinosaur. Does he? Um, <laughs> in his hand a lot of the time, but he he's creative. There's, there's dramatic play. There's purpose. purpose. He brings others into his play space and wants to play dinosaurs with them. He can leave the dinosaur. He doesn't have to take the dinosaur. You know. But that's the difference with with I think as well because we do tend to. Get, okay, well, they're fascinated with this, they're, you know, obsessed with it, so we just have to remove it. And it's like there's probably a reason why, and maybe that's something in their future, maybe, you know, you don't know, but you, it's just about regulating so they use it appropriately or the time around is appropriate, not stripping it back and taking it completely, you know, because a lot of them, it is, it is something within them for a reason, you know. It's just not allowing them to not let it affect every area of their life and to bring them down and to make life so difficult. It's enjoy it, but it's at that N- not normal but you know more healthy yeah, way of doing way. it as opposed to an unhealthy way of being obsessed because if you just take what's important to them that can be damaged but also maybe there's a purpose for that maybe there's a reason why you know the dinosaurs or whether it's drawing or whether it's you know space or whatever it is maybe there's a purpose why they love it yeah. but they've just gone gone too far with it so let's bring it back to be healthy rather than just removing it so you said now, now you can see god's put it in this is exactly this for the creatures of this earth it might have been animals or it might be you just don't even know you don't know where it's going to go and that's something don't take it don't stop it but just reel it back a bit so it's you know it is as much healthier so so i think it's really cute that he still loves it and so you know that's him that's him that's him it was always the obsessive wasn't but the the love for dinosaurs and now that he can do it creatively with others that's the natural blake and he extends on the play you know he incorporates it into into other areas so he'll make comics about you know he'll like um he loves pokemon so he uses that pokemon inspired thought of you know uh, he'll create hybrid animals and you know that's so cool that's a creative though that's the difference isn't it when they're creative it's okay when they're creating and we're meant to create because when you're doing that that's okay it's when it's just this attachment that and this obsession and this fear or this anxiety, this whatever, that's when you go, that's actually not okay. Yeah, like just it's, bring it, like I said, to a healthy, yeah. into a healthy space. And, yeah. And that's such a bringing know, others. That's fantastic. I mean, health played a part, but you know, that's where the, that's where the therapies and the teachers come in and, and the parents come in and, and help the child reconcile their, you know, because at that age too, with limited communication, yeah. you know, I, I was prompted at one stage in the early days to to re- like I realized I either realized or someone told me they think that toy is going forever and they're not getting it back yes. any time. So yes. when you take that, it's just it's really important. Of like you know, especially for the little ones with AST, you know, we've we've heard the the advice. 
give them a little bit of a warning, tell them that they get yep. to come back again and play another time soon. Yep. You know, just that reassurance that all is not lost. Yeah. There will be another time to play with dinosaurs. Maybe we can play with them when we get home. Yeah, it's um, not the end. Communication's key, though. Maybe we can draw about, draw Isn't dinosaurs. Or so, you know, just try and... Um, communicate with them, not just do the action. It's like there's a, a book... I think it's called um, Yourself in Their Shoes. And it's, you know, that thing when they've just got a toy and we make them give it to their friend to play with. It's like, hang on, if you just got a new piece of clothing or a new car or a new this and someone came out five minutes later and wanted to give it to them, how would you feel about that? Would you be like, uh, hang on a second? Or would you be like, yeah, throwing it at them? So you've got to put that in their shoes. So if, if you're suddenly taking something from them and that's it. But if you communicate with them, it's just for this long time. We can put a timer up. We can count out the days on the calendar. We can whatever it is, and they know. They say, and it's the unknown that causes anxiety too. So when they know, in often that brings that peace at their course, level. Yeah, at their level. Can make a and big difference. And we both know that there's ways of doing that. If it's they're under, if they're re- receptive to the communication, that's good. Yep. That's fantastic. But sometimes they're not. So what are we going to do about that? Well, you know the the visual cards and. Yeah, so many tools. And that's, I think, that's that question. What are we going to do about that? That's what I really love is exploring that. Okay, this is the problem. What can we do? Let's look at all the options or what's something. It's not just like, no, we have to deal with it. It's like, okay, how are we going to deal with that? And if we do this, what will happen? And if we do this, what's the likely outcome or whatever? And um, I think that how are we going to deal with it as opposed to, oh, we have to deal with it. It's like, yep, so how? And it's up to you. It's up to you as a parent to do that. Like, it's like, we can do what works you know, what works for us and our family and our son, our daughter. And you'll, um, you'll, you'll find that, um, you know, in my case, I'm sure in your case, you're guided to people yeah. in your life to provide those answers for you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it I've does been, work I've out been, that way. I've been, yeah, guided in that way to, to um, get the answers that I'm looking for. It's excellent. Seek and you'll find. True, very true, hey, that is so true. Yeah. God works in mysterious ways, I agree. So, okay, so is that, so what else from there? So you've, is that sort of where he's at at the moment? Like everything's, are you still doing much like anything? You know, obviously there's oh, changes in lifelong, like just I now mean, that's how you live with those, you know. We've scaled it so, right back. Yep. Life's, um. So the diet's actual, still there. We still eat well. We still make those things, but yeah, all the rest therapies just aren't even. Uh, I mean, we're in COVID now, so there's been a bit of a, a you know, restrictions about movement and yep. being able to you know, telehealth and things. So um, that really the only thing that he does, and I, I, it's going to be a holiday intensive now to um, just to catch up on a bit of, it's really, it's really um, a lot about gross motor work for him yeah. now. He has no speech anymore. Um, Fantastic. He has a bit of holiday OT. That's it. And that's wow. it. Everything else is just whatever we want to do. So we're just, you know, play dates with friends, swimming lessons. This is normal back, kids get back into things that. that's yeah. good for them. But having the early childhood mindset, you know, I'm always, this is something we've spoken about in the past as well, always looking for the learning outcomes in um, yeah. that happen organically, you know, yeah. and you can kind yeah. of just appreciate that therapy is happening every day anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, when I go down... Oh, like I take him to a play centre and give him, he's an only child, give him opportunities for meeting new people, you're social. And that's all therapy. Yeah. Like all that. I think we we do look at, tend to look at the therapy with someone, but that's life. Like life is therapy, good life and doing good things and fun and being a kid can be 
therapy in itself. And it's actually sometimes some of the best is spending time with mum and dad or siblings or cousins or out the beach or at the park or whatever. It's just that in itself can help bring them back to where they're meant to sort of... We both know cooking. Yeah. Cooking is great for um, just yep. the general exposure to food. Yeah. I wish it was more effective in my house. But, <laughs> but you know, like, you know, it gets, um, you know, for a long time there, I mean, even the sight of things were offensive, you know, yeah. even the yep. thought of making a cake or... Cakes didn't help in the end because yeah. they taste delicious, but yeah. <laughs> you know, um, oh, there's just sensory outcomes from yeah. from making it visually and also um, the textures. You know, cracking the egg, getting a little bit of egg on your finger. Yeah, um, and seeing the before and the after, and then they played a part in that. And there's so many elements to it, but I think we take for granted what we can do to help them, and that what we're doing, just spending time with them doing things, is actually helpful. And it is. It is. It, it is. is. And then you see them enjoy themselves with a spatula at the end yeah. of the cake <laughs> you, lick the you know cake and yes. then you go you think yourself what sensory issue you know um, or even if it did take picture. 45 minutes to mix a cake yeah it's worth it now yeah yeah <laughs> so. so it is oh yeah, well done yeah well congratulations on your journey that just sounds like it's just so i just love hearing stories like this it's just so cool like to see where you were and even as a family so where blake was where you guys were the space you mentally emotionally physically like just everything and where blake was and what was presumed for him and then jumping forward eight years and going like it's been a journey but the journey's going to happen right your kid's going to become 10 they're going to become 15 god willing they're all going to 18 20 whatever you might as well use that time to bring them to be the best they can be because the time is going to go by so you know you think well okay they're going to be 10 anyway so they can be 10 and we've done lots of work and hopefully this or they can be 10 and we've not really done much and they could be worse off or they could you know things could be they could have more challenges or they could still be where they're at so i'm like reach for the goals reach for that hope and you know um and you can look at now and go far out so yes it was hard but was it worth it a hundred percent worth yeah. it just <laughs> chipping away just that little bit of um you know looking at what's re- looking at what's um, pressing, um, looking at the options, and yeah. having a go. And what, what then right there, like you said, what's pressing? What's now? We don't have to worry about five years' time. Yeah. And then that's the thing as well. Oh, but just say when they get to school in three years' time. Don't worry about that. Just no. today, just today, what's today? What's the thing that's going to make a difference today? Is it that they're not sleeping much? Let's work on sleeping. Is it that the diet's the usual thing? Just start that, and then each day becomes better. And then suddenly you are three years ahead and that problem you thought was there might not even be there mm-hmm. because you've addressed today's issues. Yes, yeah. You know, yeah, with nice. the bigger picture in mind, we always had a bigger picture. At 18, we this is our hope for him. But it wasn't like, we'll worry about this year and this year and this year. It's like, that can come. Let's do now. Well, some which, things um, lessen, and we've seen that in both yeah. of our boys. Something yeah. dissolve altogether. It's, yeah, not even a thing quite, anymore. And you, you think so, so, somewhere, somehow you get reminded of it and you go, oh. That's right. That's right. That used to happen. That's I know. Yeah. How amazing is that though yeah. that you can that you actually forget that yeah. was a thing. Yeah. Whereas at the time I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my whole world. And it's like, no, but it won't be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, so I'm so happy for you and I'm just so proud of you. Like it's just it's just cool, hey. Like it's just it is. It's really good to see when you see your kids just thriving. Like it's that's what you want for them, just to thrive. Love it. It is. It is, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so you've so the like you've covered so much in that, so thank you, because there's so much out of that I wasn't even sort of expecting and it's you know, I'm gonna be great gifts to people. But so what was the most beneficial change that you made? I think you've sort of covered that you've yeah, yeah definitely the, the food. 
But again, like I said, it's a it's a real holistic thing anyway. Is, Everything kind of works together, but it does. You know, it's, it's just that the food and the and the health work yep. helps you to helps your child. And this is where I was saying before, some things are a precursor to others. Um, you can have your child in OT. And, and they'll, they'll make gains. Yeah. But then if you have a look at inflammatory yeah. things that are happening, you, you might end up having even better outcomes yeah. because the child is not tired, lethargic. They can focus. They can they're focus, more settled. Yeah. And, slowly, yeah. and they're more regulated. Which just makes everything work yeah, that little bit easier. Which makes OT work better. Yeah. 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 Agree. Agree. Yeah, so, um, so what's something, if you could go back to when you received the diagnosis, what's something that you would tell yourself? Oh, Michelle. <laughs> I do want to hear this because I, I have a... Yeah, because I, I got to see some of the questions before and, um, and this one gave me a bit of a tear. Um, but I would say, because it's a happy tear. Okay. I, I would say, Janelle, you're about to go on a massive journey. Yep. It's not going to be easy, but it will be positively life-changing. You're going to discover things about well-being, the well-being of an individual... Um, that you don't understand yet and you'll be set on a path with people that you'll be forever grateful for and that's really the truth i've met some incredible people it's brought tears to my eyes yeah you know that just sounds like god speaking to you like him giving you a message like it's just and it's, you know if you could go back and, and hear that message yeah how much that would have meant like the difference it could have made hey to let you know it's all going to be okay oh, i wish yeah which is why it's important for me to or you wow. and I to convey these kind of things to, to others because um, it is a journey. Yeah, you give me hope knowing um, where your son's at. So Thank it you. goes, yeah, it filters down. You'll see gains in your son that you were given the impression were not possible. Yep. Yeah, you'll connect with your son and love one another deeply. Aww. You'll be delighted to see what a compassionate and creative soul you were given as he grows up. That is lovely. I'm glad I didn't ask. Like, <laughs> I got tears that I didn't ask you what um, what you. So that is what a message to yourself yeah. if you could, hey. So I also know that it takes mm. its toll. I know that it's trying at times. It's frustrating, and and I would also say to myself, Janelle, you're gonna have some heartache and wounds that mm. will need healing from this time. Yep. And guess what? God's going to meet you and wipe away every tear, heal your pain and bring you joy. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you're at. Like it's that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, he's amazing. Message. You know, I know I can see that he was working all the way through it. He was planting seeds of hope. He was bringing people to me that were, yeah, I just think it was, it was the divine, yeah, divine yeah. intervention the whole way. Yeah. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful message you give to you. <laughs> you could do that, but yeah, that is that is wonderful. That is just so lovely. And it's so so true. It is a journey and you will meet people and there will be this this will happen but God will get you through. It makes a he difference. Really, um, yeah, he really cares about every individual and their and their needs and he never leave us off or seek us. So Yeah, it's gotta trust. It's gotta trust. And keep going, keep going. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Just keep going through that journey. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, so what is a personal lesson that you've taken away from your autism parent journey? Because we all have, there's probably multiple, but what's something that you personally, because there's so much of it is about a child, which it should be, but sometimes in ourselves, we something that we've grown or learnt through it. I have touched on a few of these already. Um, 
you but have it's good to bring it all together. You the know. biggest, if you could, yeah, if you could just wrap it up and boil, what's something that you've, you know, yeah, or like, is it just so many of them? You oh, just look, can't even it put would just be, you know, just... be kind to yourself, firstly. Yeah, and I really mean yeah. that. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, because you're important and you need to look after yourself. Yeah. Make those achievable goals. Um, yeah, that that are going to stop you from burning out. Yeah, chipping away is fruitful. Um, pay attention to your gut feelings. Yeah, research, gain knowledge, and discern. I think you know, and God can help you with that. Um, and like we're doing now, and it's a beautiful experience. Connect with others who understand what you're going through. Yeah, uh, share your, your knowledge and support one another. Lots, yeah. there's lots, isn't it? It yeah, is a the big ones, I think. Yeah, that is great though. But they're such important lessons. They're life lessons. Mm-hmm. They will, you know, they set you will then. They will. Yeah, they will. They are really lovely and as when, well. And once you're in um, the disability arena before, they know that you know we are all well connected. You get to know. Yeah. Get to know people pretty quickly it's and a community. well, and there's a community and Support. if it's not, you know, I know COVID's kind of put a, a spanner in the works with that, but. We, I mean, how, there's so many Facebook groups and yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure there's Telegram groups and all sorts of things. Yeah, with there's lots of things. Just got to seek it. And yeah, you'll find connect. It. Yeah, I agree. If you could sit with a mum who has recently just received an autism diagnosis for her child, what would you say to give her hope? Now, I'm going to say, I know I had that question for you. I think you've already given so much hope just in this. Like I could even not ask that, and I think you've given hope, but. If there was one thing that you knew they maybe needed to hear right now? I would say you're stronger than you realise and your child is going to make lovely progress in their own time and in their own unique way. I understand everybody has a different um, path in this. Um, Children come to the diagnosis at different levels. I've seen a whole range of children at different stages in different areas make progress yeah. in their own time. You know, whether it be, you know, some might speak a little bit later or, yeah. But it's in your time, in your yeah, way. In, in your family. time, in your way, you're, you're strong. It's you, so important. You are, um, you're capable. You've got this. You've got this. Yeah. And there'll be people that will back you. Yeah. That is a beautiful message of hope. Well, is there anything else? I just felt like you have shared so much. I just love so much what you said. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share or do you like? Oh, look, it's, if I may, it's just um, something spiritual. Um, it's about my personal experience with God throughout the journey with my son. Yeah. I've learned that when we seek him in anything, he can help direct our steps. Um, he can offer us guidance and even hold us when we feel broken. Um, he's a wonderful counsellor and healer. And um, we both know he understands the importance of hope. Yeah. Um, hope anchors the Psalms. soul. Yeah. It's, it's anchored to the soul. Um, he knows yeah. that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, and he knows it's crucial to our well-being. So, um, you know, I believe that God is able to make all things work together for good for those who love Him. Yeah. And that includes some positive outcomes for your children's development. So, have faith in that. And I have faith. Yeah. Yeah, have, I, have I agree. Yeah, that is beautiful, and it's so true. Hey, if remember we're not on this by ourselves. Even if there's no one else we can be that with, we do have God by our side. It's that, and I was just like, like I still say those things. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. I just, I need like it's got this bigger than me. Yeah, I'm handing it over but today. Yeah, yeah, offering this up. Yeah, like it's that. Yeah, is offering up, and that's so important to remember. It doesn't all rely on us having every answer, every solution being the only thing. There's so much more to it. And thank you again for being here. Loved your words and everything you've got to offer. I'm sure you bring much hope and 
and George appearance hearing it. So thank you again.